Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk mental health, addiction, and more with Navy SEAL and transformed author Remy Adelecki. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. We are back with an all-new episode, and we are joined with my special guest, Mr. Remy Adelecki. What's up, man? Thank you for you joining doing? us. Thanks Thank you so much. On. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, again, guys, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And Mr. Adelecki, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Remy Adelecki. Nice. Everywhere, everywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so we got some stories we want to do, but the title of this book that we're going to get into a little bit later is called Transformed, a Navy SEAL's unlikely journey from the throne of Africa to the streets of the Bronx. Yes, sir. And I'm like, is this the Black Panther Part 2? Or <laughs> nah, nah, they stole my story, man. This so, is the prequel to what they stole, man. <laughs> so we are very excited to dig into that a little bit later. But um, we've got some great stories, and we'll find a little bit about your background. Yes, sir. Um, the first story is a new study that actually showed success in exercise treatment for psychiatric patients. And what was really remarkable about this came out of University of Vermont. Um, it showed improvement for anxiety, depression, but schizophrenia, suicidal thoughts, um, and active um, acute psycho- psychotic episodes. Mm. And what they're saying is to turn to that before we turn to the drugs. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I see that wave happening, and it's, not, it's no longer pseudoscience. It's actually science because yeah. it's backed up. How did you kind of deal with just all the stress and the, maybe the depression that comes with, I know you left, you had some depression and maybe yeah. just dealing with being a Navy SEAL. Yeah, you know, a lot of, I mean, in SEAL training, um, they teach us the four pillars of mental toughness and I won't go down all of them, but, you know, one of them is self-talk, you know, and, and that's, well, positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you know, talking to yourself, telling you, I could do it, I could keep moving, I'll get through this, especially in fitness. You know, you have to be able to, you have to utilize self-talk in order to push yourself past your perceived limit. Mm-hmm. Um, another pillar of mental toughness that we touch on in SEAL training is arousal control, and that's that's finding something that calms you down. For everybody, it's different. For some people, it's music. You know, for, for other people, it's meditation. For some people, it's, it's <laughs> prayer. Me. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. Um, uh, for for, for some people, it's it's just it's just a breathing technique. So you know, I try to incorporate all of these principles um, uh, when I'm when I'm struggling with with any type of depression, which I don't I don't go through as much as I used to, or when I'm going through my work and I'm just really trying to push myself. Yeah, they should incorporate those in school. Oh yeah, some yeah. kids could use that. Absolutely. And they don't, in school, they, at least the way it was in my school, it wasn't like something to look forward to, something that was involving self-care. It was yeah. almost you didn't look forward to that that time, that period of working out. out. Yeah. yeah, That PE uh, period did. wasn't yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite class. class. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, they, they made it, it was like a chore. It wasn't fun. Yeah. It was like, so they didn't really promote physical fitness and wellness, you know. Yeah. So, for me. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. Canadian education is. And so the next, the next story kind of in the same vein, they found that uh, a study found that CBD is effective in treating heroin addiction mm-hmm. and reduce people's craving for heroin addiction as well as their levels of anxiety. And currently, there's only two drugs that are um, used to get people off of heroin, and they're opioid-based drugs, mm-hmm. so they're not widely used or prescribed because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want the second danger of getting addicted to opioids, yeah. and now they're using this plant-based um, medicine. Um, for you, you, you've always tried to avoid the the, the medication route yeah, yeah. altogether. yeah. No, I do. I I don't like you. I've never liked using medication, and I think it kind of goes back to, I didn't. That's 
I didn't like alcohol either. Yeah. One of the reasons why I didn't like alcohol was because I didn't like not being in control of my body. And mm-hmm. one reason, and that's the same reason why I don't like medication because mm-hmm. medications alters can alter different parts of your body. Can obviously can alter your mind, and I, I just don't like being in control. So what I do, if I've always tried to take the holistic approach. For mm-hmm. example, you know, I have arthritis yeah. in both my knees, and I'm 36, about to be 37 years old. I shouldn't have arthritis, but mm-hmm. you know, I do because of the job that I have. And instead of using medication. You know, I just I juice ginger. I yeah. juice ginger. I juice kale, broccoli every morning. Um, I add a green apple, celery, and uh, uh, and some strawberries, and that's where I get my medication. Mm-hmm. And I don't drink coffee either. Yeah. You know, I don't like coffee. Wait, wait, and with this, while you were in the seals, you were doing this as yeah, well. Same, same no thing coffee in the seals. No, no yeah. coffee. Ooh, I've never coffee? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> if I were in the Navy seals, I would definitely need it. Because to me, coffee is a medication. It's yeah, ca- yeah. caffeine, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah, you know, I don't drink yeah. coffee either. Yeah. And wait, and where did that come from? Or did you make a conscious decision at like ten or eleven? Like, how did you come to that? You know, mom. I think it comes from my mom. You know, because my mom never drank coffee. Yeah. Mine I, too. Yeah. I, that's what I notice yeah. with people's families. Like, if their family tends to drink coffee, you pick up like those habits. My Folks don't drink coffee at all, so yeah. I never, like, yeah. was, you know, liked yeah. it at all, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, for me, it started in college, and it almost felt like a drug, but then it, I performed just better when I drank yeah, coffee, yeah. so that's why I got addicted yeah. to it. Well, they also have to do tests with the CB, CBD, too, because, mm-hmm. like, even though they're using, it's natural and holistic, yeah. you know, we don't know the long-term effects, and that's the same thing with, the, yeah. you know, everything else. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's okay, well, it's natural, holistic, it's good for you. Like uh, the Impossible Burger. Yeah. That thing was like the craze literally yeah. for two and a half weeks, and now they're saying that, you know, it's not good for you because it has too many GMOs in it oh, and all this man. other stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't heard that. Don't tell me I ate an Impossible <laughs> Burger two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> Y'all trying to yeah. kill me. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's got to be better than the meat, though, right? <laughs> well, but that's, but that's what I'm saying, though, because yeah. we really don't know. Obviously, yeah. if you eat it every day, it's yeah. something. I ain't but, another impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I feel like you can just do it, you know, once in a while. But, yeah. you know, it's like everything that you eat. And even with the CBD, like it's plant-based, but they're turning yeah. it into a medicine. And right. this is actually the first medicine. It's called Epidiolex. It's the first one where it's quantified the exact amount. And like, yeah. it's, you know, standard. Whereas most CBD medicines, you don't have that. Yeah. And we don't know exactly yeah. what they're mixing it with, too. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not just straight. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not. Yeah. And is every is every CBD oil, is that uh, regulated by an FDA? Not, yeah, this is the only right. one that is. The Epidiolex. Okay. And the others, that, and there's a billion others now. Yeah, and but that's you know, what you got to worry market. about, yeah. And so that's the thing. So even though there are these plant-based alternatives, uh, you know, it's really, you got to be your own best sort of right. keeper of that yeah, because yeah. you got to make sure that I'm getting the right thing from the right person. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, the third story I really want to talk to talk about is CrossFit. Yeah. So what, my first introduction to Navy SEALs was, I think I told you, a friend of mine wanted to be a SEAL, and he yeah. told me about CrossFit years yeah, before yeah. it was popular. Um, and there was... <laughs> Starting in the SEAL team. Really. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I me tell you, he told me to open a CrossFit gym, and I was like, it'll never take off. It's already been in the SEALs for so long, and yeah. no, it, it hasn't caught on yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's too late <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. It's, it's slowly dying. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but you had CrossFit Murph, and a lot of people like to do this for Memorial Day to honor um, Lieutenant Murphy, Mike Murphy. Uh, Michael Patrick yeah. Murphy was killed in Afghanistan, and the workout goes like this: One it's a beast run. of a workout. Yeah. One mile run, 100, 100 pull-ups, push-ups. 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, one mile run. Yeah. So I, I've done this before. I, I love the workout. Uh, how do you attempt a workout like this? Okay. And then you had developed your own ways to work yeah. out as well. And I want to hear kind of what principles inform that. Yeah, you know, um, for me, I, because I was in the teams, I had to do a lot of CrossFit. It was just what was mandated for us for the most part. Um, but then. You know, as I when I got out when I when I got deeper into my career in teams and then later out the teams, I just started creating my own workouts mm-hmm. um, that were that modified CrossFit because one thing that I personally 
don't like about CrossFit for myself, not anybody else. I'm just speaking for myself, is um, you sacrifice. I, I, I don't like technique. the concept of sacrificing yeah, technique mm. for, for speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, you know, being the, at the age I am, I have two degenerated discs in my lower back. You are I, not that. I'm telling you. Before you start the show, okay. I was like, oh, Dad, you're 63. You look I'm, good. I'm, I'm actually, I, in reality, I'm, I'm about 54. Oh, <laughs> I'll explain why. They say that SEAL training, going through SEAL training, Add seven years to your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone through of all course. of SEAL training twice. Yeah. So 14 years plus I'm 36. Yeah, I'm but about did you add the black factor, though? Yeah, you got three black factors coming to play in SEAL training. Because <laughs> they try to kill you yeah. in SEAL training. But, you know, I, I have a lot. Of, I have a torn labor in my right hip, a torn labor in my right shoulder, two degenerated discs in my back, two degenerated discs in my neck. I'm, my body is, is, is not... I, I just learned how to work around it. And part mm-hmm. of that is creating workouts that are circuit training workouts, but that are not putting extra stress on those injuries. Right. So um, I like to keep my heart rate up, yeah. and I like to mix it up. So, you know, I'll go from the pull-up bar to push-ups, push-ups to jumping on the bench, but I'm, 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 I'm not speeding through it. I'm, yeah. I'm doing nice reps, but I'm keeping my heart rate up. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it just depends on what what CrossFit gym you go to, where you're starting from. Like, I came from a sports background, so when I started Mm -hmm. doing CrossFit, like, we learned all those Olympic lifts at Oregon. So it was very easy for me to transition. But I've also seen the flip side where people are, you know, doing deadlifts and, you know, pretty much almost blowing out their back. Yeah, So, But the thing is, CrossFit, the owner of CrossFit is actually changing it up more. It's uh, less competitive and more community to the point that today they actually – uh, took out all CrossFit's uh, social media handles. Oh, so apparently they're making a big announcement in the next week or so. Really? What do you mean they took oh. out all the social media? Meaning, like, you know, their CrossFit, like, Instagram page yeah. is... They don't call it, it, like, something yeah, oh, holistic wow. and different. No, and, it's, yeah. they deleted it. Yeah. And a lot oh, of CrossFit wow. gyms now are becoming, actually, they're taking, because I think it costs, like, three grand or something to have the name CrossFit attached to your gym. Oh. So a lot of gyms are just becoming, like, you know, boot camp-esque yeah. type gyms or, you know, ball athletics. So, oh. you know, they're, cha- they're changing that because of the so many injuries that was <laughs> yeah. happening. It was a Navy SEAL right. workout. Yeah. So <laughs> now they're kind of making it more family-focused. It's like, you yeah. know, we're focused on the family versus everybody who's trying to go to the well, games. Yeah, because not only was it a Navy SEAL workout, People were doing as prescribed, like oh, the yeah. ABC workout. They weren't yeah. modifying them for people that are yeah. living just an active well, lifestyle. No, people, oh, yeah. people, yeah. people were. They have RX. People were. People but, were. Um, no. You had to prescribe them. People were modifying. Yeah, but yeah. in the very yeah. beginning, people were just like, "I want to be hardcore" because yeah. we were all going for it, and yeah. we were like comparing scores, and yeah, people yeah. were posting. <laughs> and I'm yeah. thinking, this can't be safe for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just some of the stuff you just can't do. If you do no, a bar muscle up. It's like, I, it, yeah, your shoulders. I mean, yeah. and so yeah. What, what's your what's your number one? I guess advice in terms of self care because you you still train. So yeah. how do you, what's your number one advice for taking care of yourself while you're training under these circumstances? Oh, man, I got a lot of tips. One, uh, you know, don't be afraid to take a rest. Yeah. Day. Not a rest during your workout. Like, mm-hmm. a day, you know, I think where I've seen a lot of good growth is when, you know, I just decide, you know, I'm going to take four days off. Yeah. And for a person that's fit, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, you really give your, your body and your muscles time to repair, especially if you're putting the right foods in your system, mm-hmm. um, which brings me to my next point. What do you eat? What are you putting in your system? Um, that helps me. Like water. Mm-hmm. I, I just drink water. Like, I, I juice in the morning, mm-hmm. but throughout the day, I drink water. And then I try to listen to my body. I think that's another part, yeah. part of staying fit is there are times when my body is lit- will literally tell me I need sugar. Like, yeah. I'm craving sugar. And so mm-hmm. what I do is I keep a uh, ginger beer in my house. It's like a pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I, my body's craving that ginger, I just, I just, sugar, I drink that. Um, 
my I, with my workouts, you know, again, I try to I try to keep my workouts where my heart rate is staying elevated. And to me, cardio is the most important mm-hmm. workout because the most important muscle in the body is the heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> that goes you can, yeah, yeah, you could we could do a thousand push-ups, you could do a bench a million pounds, but if that heart ain't strong, you're not yeah. gonna live as long as you I mean look at you know Look, we we all know people who are super fit, but they died yeah. of, of, mm-hmm. of, and heart of heart disease on attacks. the rise. Yeah, yeah. And heart disease. So, um, yeah, that yeah. answers your question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely on self care. Yeah. Um, but we want to dig more into this book, transform yeah. this epic, epic title. Yeah. Um, I, so, I, let's just get the story of how you decided to actually pull the trigger on writing the book because yeah. uh, it was a great story that came from Kathy Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, for years, people have been telling me, "Remy, you need to write a book." and yeah. For years, I said no, and then I went on a Today Show because I was on a film, um, Transformers, and so I was part of the press tour. And while I was on the show, Kathy Lee Gifford, she heard part of my story. She said, "You need to write a book, and your book needs to be, you know, made into a film." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when we got backstage, she reiterated this, and I and I kind of told her no, and she said <laughs> why, and I said, you know, I explained to her the stigma that's attached to seals who do write books, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, she said, you know, Remy, I know your heart would be to write the book in a way to inspire people, not in a way to beat your chest. Mm-hmm. And she said, you need to write this because you can inspire so many people with your story. And so that was that was the uh, the push that essentially got me to write the book. And then she took me to the publisher oh, and, nice. you know, told him, yeah, you better sign this guy to a deal before I take him <laughs> somewhere else. And that's how it all came together. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And yeah. and with the publisher, and I, and I think probably something you probably learned in The Seals was yeah. to kind of listen to yourself and yeah. be your own kind of person and yeah. agent. Yeah. So you had some back and forth with, the ghost, with a ghostwriter. Yeah. And so how did you find, I guess, that voice to say, wait a minute, I need to come through and tell this? Oh, yeah, there's so much more to that story, <laughs> but just to kind of compact it. Yeah, so so originally my mom was supposed to write the book, and, yeah. um, and you know, there was a fear. And this, this is a lesson I try to teach people all the time is, you know, never let your fear or the fear of others keep you from doing what you're called to do mm-hmm. um, and you know I let fear keep me from writing my book and so my mom she wrote the first two chapters and after I read it I was just like it's not me it's not my voice it's not my story it's her story mm-hmm. and so I started all over and, and wrote up to chapter 14 I turned it into the publisher the publisher was like this is great writing but they felt like the way I was writing the book would end up being a 200,000 word book mm-hmm. in my mind I was, knew I was going to go back and cut stuff to keep it compact but then that made this question arise in my mind well what is my p- word count mm-hmm. and the publisher said, well, you're contracted for 60 to 80,000 words. I was like, what? Can I tell all this story? You know, because I didn't, it was my first time writing a book, so I didn't didn't know. So anyway, you know, we we went back and forth, and finally the publisher said to me, you know what, okay, you you can turn in a book, but it can't be more than 130,000 words. So I was like, perfect. But they were like, can you hire a ghostwriter? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll compromise. What are you supposed to do? That's what and they told you to do. A, yeah, yeah, I hired a ghostwriter. So I hired this guy, and um, I flew a week after I hired him, I flew out to meet with his assistant, mm-hmm. and I dictated the last half of my story to her, and she took that, transcribed it on the paper, and turned it into the writer. And a month later, he called me up, and he said, hey, man, he's like, I got the first three chapters done. And he, he sent it to me, and I read the first line. I was like, nope. I read the second line. Like, nope. <laughs> I read the third line. I'm like, absolutely not. Well, that wow. just, that's just yeah. a disheartening feeling because yeah. you're like, this is my story. And I had a month and a half left to turn in a book. Oh, so I'm man. like, now I'm like sweating, like a sweating. Just, just leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, so long story short, you know, I, I you know, I sent him. I rewrote the first chapter he sent me, sent it to him. 
he read it the next day. He read the first half of my book that night, and then he got came back to me. He's like, hey, dude, you're a really gifted writer. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't hate to lose this job, but I really feel like you're the one that needs to write this book. And, you know, so I told the publisher I'm letting him go, and the publisher's like, no, <laughs> don't let him go. We're not going to have a book. And, I, and, and, and you know, I could have let that fear keep me make me stick with him but you know I was just like you know what I just knew that something inside of me my heart was telling me Remy you need to write this book you need to write this story and so I wrote it and uh, that's 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 what we have today we have this book yeah uh, and one thing I was astounded by, because that story is great, but when it comes to money, money is a real issue. Yeah, right? I paid that dude $10,000. So, <laughs> so, I still ain't getting my money back. Uh, $10,000 is a lot of money. Uh, I'm well, hot. I'm still hot about well, that, BJ. Uh, <laughs> like, <where's> my <laughs> well, I mean, at least he was like, kudos to him for seeing, like, I don't want to take any more of your money. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. you're you're gifted. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he could have been like, nah, like, you know, like, I'm going to keep rewriting know, it. And then a month later, a yeah. month and a half later, well, when and you got to use it. I'm too hood to. To let him keep writing, nah, I'm <laughs> what? I wasn't gonna let him keep writing. <laughs> well, that's that. There's that moment where I read you had the choice. You either was it have to pay back hundred thousand dollars if you decide to not oh, yeah, do the book, yeah, 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 yeah. or or you get to keep fifty. Yeah, yeah, so like you literally went. It wasn't just believing in yourself. I'm gonna yeah. write my story. It's like literally now it's just money. Yeah, right. I put all the chips and, on my yeah. yeah. I, put the, I put it all in my my own. I put all the chips on me. <laughs> so yeah. how, how did you or where did you find that strength or did you learn that somewhere that now it's time to ante up and you were willing to do so? Because I think people might have taken a step back at that point. So you know what? Let me walk away. Yeah, it's a gamble. Try this yeah, again. Fifty thousand dollars, yeah. a lot of money. You know, um, a big part of it was my mom. You you know, my mom, you know, she's she's an awesome lady and she always instilled in me the, the importance of whatever you do, do it with excellence. You know, don't half, you know, I ain't gonna curse, but my mom used to always say, don't half nothing, you know, yeah. she always saying. So, you know, that was the one thing. Yeah, I knew that I, I knew that I did it right. Mm-hmm. I had confidence. And that's what I try to tell people. Never show up to anything unprepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because your confidence comes from how prepared you are. You know what I'm saying? And so... I know that I knew that I was prepared because I had did done the work day in and day out, stayed up till two thirty in the morning, writing, woke up at six thirty in the morning, got back to the computer, wrote, studied, researched, checked my grammar, I did all of those things. Right. So what helped me was the fact that I, I was confident in, in, in the work that I did because I was because I knew that my mom had instilled this characteristic in me to do it with excellence. And so and then another thing, my mom, she read the book that weekend um, before I turned it into the publisher. She was just like, Remy, this is an amazing book. Like, you need to turn this in, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. yeah, so I, yeah, it was a it was a fifty thousand dollar gamble, yeah, and I, but I, I won. <laughs> I mean, and to be honest, when you're, your only advice is from your mom, you got to wonder like, does she really think this is yeah, good? Yeah, no, no, no. But, but t- my yeah. mom is dude. I'm, yeah. I'll tell you something about my mom. My mom keeps it real. Yeah, it so she would have like told it. you. Yeah. Yeah. My like mom would have been like, "Yo, this is garbage." Yeah, let's get that fifty and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my mom been like, "Take keep the fifty thousand dollars." My mom's real though, you yeah. know, and, and that's what I love about my mom. She's always kept it real with me, and you know, she she doesn't she's not afraid to tell me, "Remy, you messing up." And there's a story in a book. Where I share how how my mom is real because I was in a relationship with this girl and I was messing it up and my mom called me up and she was just like, Remy, do I have I ever gotten in your business when it relates to relationship? I said no, ma. Okay, did you ever did this girl do something wrong to you? I said no, ma. She said okay. Now that I know the facts, now I'm gonna get at you. She said stop <laughs> acting like a fool. She was like you need to act right. When my mom keeps it real, you know what I'm saying? So and we need yeah. that. We all need that. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I think most people can't necessarily relate to wanting to be a Navy SEAL, but yeah. whether it's just trying to get to a workout or like trying to get serious about their health and fitness, you said that when you decided to become a SEAL, it was something that clicked 
Mm-hmm. What what was it that clicked? Because now you have to, you, you know, you decide to be, become a SEAL. Mm-hmm. You have to step up your training. Your mm-hmm. level got to go to a different level. Yeah. How do you decide to show up day in or day out? How can the average person make that click? <laughs> I mean, I know. I hope this answer is not as simplistic as it seems, yeah. but it is simplistic. You just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh gotta, my gosh! Uh, <laughs> like I that, really posted that today. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just got to do it. It's, yeah. it's like you got to be you got to commit to the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean and you got to remember when I when I decided that I wanted to be a seal I could not swim. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I, that's a yeah, huge yeah. component. I did not have the academic scores yeah. and I was skinny. I was skinny. And so but I committed. Mm-hmm. And it, and that just shows that no matter what your deficiency is or how far you are from your dream, mm-hmm. if you can commit to the process, you could achieve that dream. And so that's a big piece to it. And then another piece for me was I did not have a plan B. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I don't believe. You know, let me let me make sure I, I say this right. There are there are circumstances where it's important to have a plan B, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Little things like if I say I want to go to what's a restaurant I hear that's real good. Gracias Madre. There you go. Gracias Madre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so let's good. say let's say my plan is so good. <laughs> so so let's say my plan is to go. Plan A is to go to Gracias Madre. That's right, right? <laughs> Gracias Madre. Gracias. gracias. <laughs> sorry, I failed Spanish in high school. Sorry. <laughs> so let's say that's my plan, mm-hmm. and I get there, and it's like a it's like a five hour wait. Yeah. No ifs ands or buts. Yeah. If I try to stick to that plan A, I'm going to be starving by midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to have a plan B. Yeah. Plan B is I'm going to go somewhere else to eat. But when it comes to, like, big life-changing decisions or when it comes to, like, big, like, dreams, goals, I don't believe in plan Bs. Because on your journey towards your plan A, guess what's going to happen? You are going to face obstacles. Mm-hmm. You are going to have setbacks. You're going to – things are going to have – you're going to have bad days. You're going to have right. days like, man, this mm-hmm. sucks, man. On my way to plan A, this freaking sucks, mm-hmm. man. And, and the more obstacles you face – on your journey towards your plan A, the more attractive that plan B looks. Uh, yeah, and it might come, like the 50,000, yeah. it might come before the plan good. A, yeah. like, okay, yeah. I, I mean, that plan yeah. B is fine as wine, right? <laughs> And so my thing is, no plan B. Yeah. Burn the boat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, burn the boat, storm the beach, uh-huh. you, you, you better take that beach, because ain't no way you're going to be able to swim across mm-hmm. the Atlantic, yeah. right? And so that's what it was for me. I, didn't, I just was committed to that one plan, plan A. And that's how mm-hmm. I try to, even with writing a book, you know, for me, after that whole thing happened with the with the writer, with the ghostwriter, and I took over, I had a month and a half to turn in a book. Yeah. And, you know, and I, there was That's no just like but panic. So, yeah, so <laughs> my, my plan A was I am going to finish writing this book. There is no plan B. There is yeah. no I'm going to ask for an extension. It's going to get done, yeah. you know. And so, again, that's that's what it was, man. Yeah, And, and what I loved hearing was that this kind of arose out of a second chance um, yeah. from a recruiter that helped you out. Yeah, yeah. And you've kind of tried to come full circle um, and help others out and try to cr- help create second chances. Yeah. Um, tell, me, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So when I went to go join the Navy, um, um, you know, there's, there are certain things that the recruiters have to do in order to make sure you qualify. And one of those things is they have to run a background check. And mm-hmm. when she ran my background, she found out that I had two warrants out for my arrest. I had a warrant in New York and a warrant in New Jersey. And instead of turning me into the police, instead what she did was she she took me to both judges mm-hmm. and she advocated on my behalf. Wow. And, you know, she was just I didn't like, get the full story. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. She went above and beyond. Yeah, she wow. went above and beyond and she told him, listen, this guy's trying to join in the military. He's made mistakes, but he has potential. I cannot allow him into the military with a record. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both judges unanimously expunged my record on her word. And um, then she went a step further. When we got to MEPS, she fudged the paperwork at the MEPS and snuck me into the Navy. And literally, that's how I was able to get into the Navy. And so, and, and that changed the trajectory of my life. Mm-hmm. I would not 
not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for the Navy, the SEAL teams, like all, all of that. That one decision is why I am where I am now today. And, you know, God rest her soul, you know, she died four years after doing that for me. And um, so for me, you know, my thing is my whole life purpose now is to give back to other people, is mm-hmm. to serve other people, you know, like, you know, be that, be what I wished I had when I was the age of the kids that I work with, and which leads me to my nonprofit. I work with a nonprofit called the Mesa City Hope. Um, CityHopeNow.org is a website, and it's a mentorship program. You know, I, I hang out with kids in the inner city. I mentor them. You know, I go to their schools when they get into trouble, sit with them at lunch, mm-hmm. just do all of these things to try to be a father figure to help get them on the right path. Yeah, and you, and you said you, you define this as your purpose now. Yeah, it is my purpose. I mean, yeah. you know what? You know, I try to tell, for me, I, I think my turning point was when I was 26. That's when the light switch went off in my head, and that's when I was just like, you know what? Life is not about me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, life is just, I've lived my life. I've achieved all the things that I wanted to achieve. You know, it's not about me. It's about other people. So absolutely everything that I do from writing a book to speaking to running my business, it's all to to, to be able to give back. You know what I mean? I know that might sound weird. At, at the end of the day, when I die, I'm not going to be able to leave. I'm not going to be able to take every. I ain't going to be able to take nothing with me. Mm-hmm. You know? you know I mean, even the clothes that they can get bury me in, you know, moss <laughs> and moss uh, rats and, and rodents and all, chew that all up, right? They, they just approve. You can compost now. And I forget what state approved it. You can compost well, human yeah, remains. Whole, like, <laughs> well, well, well yeah, compost, that's yeah. all going Whatever that means, right? And so the question is, what legacy am I going to leave above the ground, right? right? And so my thing is I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave something for people, whether it's inspiration, whether it's some type of financial benefits for my kids or Mm -hmm. for other people, some type of endowment. I just want to be able to leave something, stories, just, you know. A legacy. A legacy. It's Mm -hmm. not about me anymore, man. And where do you see, though, let's not fast forward too far to legacy. Let's, Let's go five years. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, where I see myself in five years, yeah. man, um, I see myself, you know, making movies, man, yeah. writing, writing, producing, just doing big blockbusters. Yeah, because I, I commented this is like uh, Black Panther too, yeah, and yeah. you're actually turning this into a movie. You're going yeah. towards that route. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've even before I finished writing the book, I was approached by major studios oh, and, nice. and executives about <clears throat> the rights to the book to turn into a film and. Um, that's when, you know, having the mindset that I have, I was like, wow, people are coming to me already. I need mm-hmm. to create more content. So when the book comes out, I have something else. Yeah. Right. And so that's when I started writing films. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wrote my first film, The Chameleon, which is an espionage thriller. We get ready to take that to market. Um, I'm working on my second film now, which is a historical uh, story about one of the first group of African-Americans to serve in special operations. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating story. And, you know, I got other films and stuff that I'm working on. And, and so, yeah, that, my, you know, my five Five years from now, making movies, movie after yeah. movie, TV shows, just inspiring the world through, through the power of story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. it's important to see, like, you know, different folks, especially, like, in the mm. military. When you see, like, military movies, yeah. you're seeing one type of yeah. military yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many versions. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's nice to see, you know, a different story. Like, we're not just that monolith. Like, yeah, you absolutely. know, we're all, you know, and from the hood or something. Exactly, and there are not that exactly. many African-Americans that are Navy SEALs No, well. I think it's less than one. I was, like, around the 50th in yeah. the history of the SEAL teams. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, since 1962, they were Amazing. established. Yeah. So there's not many. And, and that, again, that goes back to one of the reasons why I wrote the book, because I wanted young African-Americans, you know, to see, hear my story and be like, wow, like, yeah. I've never seen a black seal before. Yeah. I never heard a story like this. Oh, I come from where he comes from. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I could do this. Yeah, there's you know, other options than exactly. being a rapper or a yeah. basketball, basketball player. Basketball yeah. or a drug dealer or whatever. And this yeah. was like single mom, and she moved single from Africa. We, we didn't tell her first of all, half the story. She had to move from Africa on her own with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. My, yeah. My, you know, my dad was a, my, I was born in the riches, you know, I was born in the wealth, you know, and, um, 
you know, when long story short, the Nigerian government stripped our family of, of pretty much everything, our financial assets. My dad died, and my mom was left penniless. And so she had to pick up and, and um, move my brother and I to the States permanently. And, you know, I grew up in the Bronx. It's so. like Africa, the Bronx, and yeah. then you're it's Navy crazy. SEAL, then you're in yeah. Transformers, then you meet yeah. with Kathy Lee, and she's yeah. telling you, I'm going to get you yeah. a book deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, this is an incredible story. We're so Thank happy you. you're here. Thank you. Um, something we like to do, we can do something called Fit Club 5, where yeah. we ask you five rapid-fire questions yeah. just for the viewers to get to know you. Yeah. Um, and TK will go ahead and start asking these questions. Uh, All right. <laughs> so, a dream dinner guest. Dream dinner guest. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Alive oh, or dead? Alive or dead? You, you hit me. <laughs> you hit me with a hard one, man. Dream dinner guest. I would say Jesus. Yeah. Uh, if you were to listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh wow, one album for the rest. You <laughs> some hard ones, man. One album for the rest of my. I listen to scores. Okay. I love scores, oh, so okay. I would listen to a, a compilation of uh, Hans Zimmer's scores, a compilation okay. album of Hans wow. Zimmer's scores. I love scores. Favorite junk food? Uh, peanut M Ms. Some kind of okay. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. candy. It's not good. Yeah, it's not great yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, if you were a crayon, what color would you be? Gray. And if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Uh, some type of barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Next yeah. five. I think we dig those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, again, we just want to thank you for yeah. joining us. This has been incredible. No, thank um, you for having me. And just, yeah, do, do you have what's your word of wisdom for those who are struggling? Uh, to overcome that thing in their life? Because you've overcome so yeah. many. Yeah. Um, what, what's your thing that you think would help those right now? Yeah, you know, n- never let failure define you. you know, n- never let failure define your future. You know, none of us are, imu- are immune uh, from failing. You know, we are all going to fail at some point in mm-hmm. our life at something. We're all going to have setbacks. We're all going to make mistakes. We're going to have bad days. But you can't let those moments define your future. Instead, you got to find the lessons within that failure. Mm-hmm. And then use those lessons for your future. You know, that's just something, you know, especially for young people, you know, because it's so it's so easy to see the we see the end result for basketball players, actors, rappers, business people, doctors. We see the B. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 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 we don't see the A to B. And this book is an A to B story. Mm -hmm. And when we just see the B so often, and we don't see what the pe- people had to go through to get to that B. Mm-hmm. And then we're at the A, and we keep facing these obstacles, and we just throw our hands up and say, well, it's not meant to be, or yeah. whatever, because that person's at B, and how do they get to yeah, B? They're lucky, right. yeah. yeah. And so, you know, just just realize you are going to have setbacks, but just keep, as we say in the SEAL teams, Charlie Mike, continue mission. Yeah. Nice. It's wow. crazy. Uh, the humble poet was on uh, The Breakfast Club today, and yeah. he was saying that, you know, everybody expects you know, for this to be the fairy tale ending. Yeah. And the, th- the, the the gag is we all, no matter rich, poor, whatever, yeah. go through some type of, yeah. you know, setbacks. Yeah. You know, so once you realize that, then you realize, like, okay, it's not just me and you can keep pushing through. Absolutely. You know, you have kids like, okay, well, once I get to, like, you know, 25, I'm going to be good. Like, yeah. nah, son. Failure's a part of it. Yeah, more more life to live. So, yeah, I think that, that was really, you know, really good tie-in. That's awesome. Yeah, it's all about failing better, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Try to yeah, fail better the yeah. next fail time. Fail <laughs> Yeah, fail forward. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. No, it's been incredible. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, guys, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Mr. Adeleke. Remy Adeleke, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Thank you. Thank you. We'll yeah. see you guys next week. Ciao. 
on behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.